On this week's episode of Life with Jerry Williams, I'm going to be talking with Michael Jr. He's a comedian, an actor, and he has a brand new movie coming out entitled Selfie Dad. I thought it was the police. It's the Broly's. We're going to be all right. That quick clip was from one of the scenes that Michael will talk about during our conversation. Selfie Dad opens on video on demand on a couple of different platforms, I believe, on June the 19th. And in the show notes for this episode, I will have a link to the Selfie Dad movie website as well as Michael Jr.'s website. Michael Jr. talking about Selfie Dad, some background on his comedy and how he came to be a believer, all coming up on this edition of Life with Jerry Williams. Very excited to talk about Selfie Dad. How did this how did this come about? Brad Silverman, the director slash writer, wrote a script and um, he was able to contact somebody who was able to get it to me. And I'm I'm in a I'm really it's really kind of cool. I get a lot of I get scripts sent to me sometime. And then uh, this one kind of made it through and it was really kind of cool because I could see the potential for funny. And then uh, but I also wanted to meet Brad because just because something looks good doesn't mean It'll be directed that way. Yeah. Then after I met him, we hit it off immediately. And he had enough flexibility in the script where he would allow me to be me. Because So the script isn't a comedy script at all. It's a really good story. And then we were able to add some punch up to it in a really cool way. So it came across really well, I believe. Yeah. Well, from what I have seen, it is very funny. You've got some very funny people in there with you, too. Yeah, Shonda Pierce is hysterical. You got some, it's some good stuff. And, and Brad holds his own too as a director, even though he's not actually in the movie, but he's a good writer. So give us a little synopsis about the plot. So it's about a really um, a tall, handsome, attractive. <laughs> um, okay, I, maybe I should have done this part. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> and he, um, he basically is, he has a sense of humor and he used to do comedy back in the day, but now he's a, he's stuck in a, in a closet, really kind of editing for a reality show. And his boss is played by Shonda Pierce. And he wants to be able to, to kind of expand on his comedy or at least see if he still has it. So he goes after it via creating a YouTube channel and he gets every, he starts to get everything he wants, yet he also is starting to lose everything he really needs. So a friend says, hey, man, you might want to check out this this verse in the Bible or read this thing. And he's like, the Bible? Man, you better back up. Man, no Bible. That's for them creepy people. So and then comedy kind of ensues as he starts to dig into the word and hopefully his heart will get changed. But a really cool part about this uh, story is the fact that, like I said, Brad and the, the producers allow me like a, a chunk of these scenes are improv. Yeah. Like there was one where I got pulled over by, where my characters get pulled over by the police and I didn't <laughs> read the, the whole script prior to, I just jumped in and said, listen, I know the thought, I know what we're trying to get to. Let me just do one. And we just did it. And then that's the one they use. And that happened several times. So I'm excited. <laughs> I wonder if, if your listeners will be able to tell which ones were scripted and what was improv. The story is still super strong, but there's a, it'll be interesting to see what people think. Well, it kind of flows, even though, you know, from from the scripted to the improv, because you do such a good job embodying this character and making the character your own. Thanks, man. Yeah, we we um, worked really hard at that. And the really cool part, man, is just paying attention in the in 
really listening in between the gaps on even from a story perspective, not just how do we create funny? Because there were some scenes where funny could have happened, but we instinctively knew it wasn't the place for funny to be where people really needed to feel the moment. So there's some moments in it where I'm crying. Yeah. And there's some really emotional stuff. And there's a, you know, so it kind of takes you on that ride that a lot of people want to go on. Yeah. And the fact that it's um, it's really a face based film, but it's but it got so this, these ingredients haven't really been put together in a film before ever, like the Bible and then funny mm-hmm. and faith. Like what? What? Yeah. I don't. How does that happen? How does that even work? I can't wait to people see. Well, and, and you don't let the, those, at least from my memory, the 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 heavier moments get too heavy. The the scene that you alluded to, where your friend says, "Man, you gotta, you should really read the Bible." I don't have, I can't afford to spend time reading the Bible. And he says, "You can't afford not to read the Bible." And then yeah. he kind of leans in, and then you go, "Okay, that got awkward." Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you, yeah, and you sort of lighten sitting. that up. You let that moment yeah. sit for a minute, but then you then you lighten it up. You know, it's funny. I watched the movie again last night just to make sure I knew what I was talking about. But that scene in there, there are some pretty powerful, like it's a pretty powerful moment, meaning his friend just happened to call him after he's going through some dramatics at home and they're sitting in the garage and they're having this conversation. And there's some really cool messaging ministry moments going on. And it gets pretty in a little intense. And then boom, when you're not expecting it, levity just shows up and now we're laughing. So that's I think that's the sign of a, a story being told well, and these guys really put yeah, it together well. Yeah, this was originally supposed to come out in theaters. It was, yeah, <laughs> in theaters. I don't know if you know about this virus. Yeah, I hear there's I something going on that the theaters have closed down. I don't know what happened there. Yeah, so it was going to be in theaters. It was going to drop on June 12th, and then because of the virus, we decided instead of waiting a whole year to release this thing to the people, what better time to, for people to get the story about how God's work can actually change mm. a person's heart and then for sure changes life. So we said, let's just go ahead and make it available video on demand on June 19th. Right. So everywhere you can go. So you can go to iTunes prime or you can go to those places and actually stream it on the 19th of June at a home. Um, but we have a great time. It's going to be so much fun. You get to watch, and it's Father's Day weekend, so you get to watch yeah, Selfie yeah. Dad with your dad. Just sit back, put his feet up, give him the remote, then take the remote because you don't got to turn it no more. So I'm really excited about this, man. Like I think people are going to uh, like when when whenever you laugh because there's some comedy in this thing. Whenever you laugh, your heart is open a little bit. So if the heart is open, we really want to purposely make a deposit that's going to make yeah. some positive change. So I'm excited about it. You also do a podcast, Off the Cuff. I do. I have a podcast called Off the Cuff. Every Tuesday? Every Tuesday we drop an episode, and it's just, it's basically me and my tech guy from who runs my shows sit in a room talking about what happened when we went to a city, and then we play a clip from the show where I just talk to audience members and go off the cuff. And then at the end, we wrap it up with a cool, uh, inspiring message that kind of ties it all together for about two minutes. It's really cool, man. We're having a lot of fun with it. A lot of people watching, checking it out. Very so cool. that's fun. And as long as we're talking about me, yeah. people can go to michaeljing.com. And uh, and we're, we're working on a really cool course called Funny How Life Works that helps that uses funny to help people understand how life works, which is really what Selfie Dad does yeah. as well. It, it uses funny to help people understand how life works through the Bible. So if you want to know more about Funny How Life Works, just go to michaeljr.com, get on the email list. 
we're going to let you know. You're going to laugh. And there's a bunch of videos on YouTube that you can laugh. Yeah, right there now. are. There are. So you're from Michigan originally. I am from Grand Rapids, Michigan. That's my hometown. It's the first time I ever did comedy was at a movie theater in Michigan. I was 17 years old and I went up on stage in front of, because the movie went blank in the middle of the movie. And my friend dared me to tell a joke. And I went up there and I told this joke. And all these moviegoers laughed and they, and it was amazing. Like they laughed and, <laughs> and uh, they wanted me to do another joke, but I didn't have any more. And then security comes looking for me to kick me out. And all of the people in the theater stood up. And he said, if you kick him out, we want our money back. <laughs> and, it was, and and then this and the lady stood up and said, if you kick him out, well, yeah. So everybody came to my defense. So in retrospect, I look at that moment and I realized it was really me getting a glimpse of what I'm called to do in the future. Not just make crowds of people laugh, but also bring people together in a way yeah. where they where they realize there's something bigger than them that they can work together to achieve. So um, and that's really been the theme of what I do, whether it be the, the courses, Funny How Life Works or this movie. I just want to use comedy or use the gifts I have to help people get to where they want to be. Are you looking forward to getting back out and doing some stand-up once this virus thing goes away? Is that still in the in the plans for you? I am. I'm going to stand up after this interview, though, too. So my legs, I still got to yeah. work them out. But yeah, I am looking forward to getting back on stage. In fact, I uh, because when everything happened to the virus, there was so much fear around. We actually took We actually released my comedy special for a short period of time on on youtube so everybody can see the whole special because we really wanted people because I, I really believe fear and and laughter have a hard time occupying the same space so we loaded up our youtube channel with more comedy than we ever had before so people could just laugh laugh yeah. laugh but in doing that i put all of my content my touring content out there <laughs> which means now you gotta write gotta new stuff now i've been writing and developing and we're getting some stuff and it's super strong and some of it is about like we got a couple little things about because you can't really get on stage and not talk about this virus. So we got some. So we're going to have to address that. And then um, some really cool content that we're working. I'm excited about hitting the stage and people coming out to the tours and seeing what we're going to be doing. And at a, at a whenever we do comedy, it's probably 97 percent, maybe 90 percent funny. There's always three percent or so of something more. Mm. And that more is, is some really cool stuff. And we don't have it planned. It just kind of shows up in the middle of it. We don't know what's going to happen, but cool stuff has happened time and time again. You got another minute to tell just a little bit about your faith journey? Yeah, yeah it's the same for black people as it is for white people. You just believe in your heart and confess <laughs> with your mouth. And then Jesus is, yeah, he comes Wait, but Did you grow up in the church or or how, how did you come to that place oh, where you... Oh, that's what you mean. No, no, no. My grandmother used to force me to go to church and it was completely miserable. Mm. Like it was miserable. I go to this church and this dude is on stage and he's yelling at everybody, he's screaming, got some phlegm in his throat. <laughs> I didn't understand it. It was just miserable. And then, um, so 14 years old, instead of forcing me to go to church, my grandmother asked me if I wanted to go. And I was like, let me think this over, grandma. No. So I wouldn't go to church. I was like, I ain't going to church. And then when I was 26 years old, I was living in New York City and I did a comedy show and George Wallace came in and saw me perform. And after the show, he walked up to me and said, you know, you're funny and you're clean. I'd like for you to do a show with me and my best friend in a couple nights. And I didn't know who his best friend was. It didn't matter. I was hungry for stage time, fan of George Wallace. I mean, let's go. Like, so I, I get there. It's me, George Wallace, Jerry Seinfeld. So I do. So I do two shows. I'm brand new in New York. I do two shows. I got two stand ovations. I rip like I'm the man. After the show, the club manager walks up to me and he says, Michael, hey, listen, you had a great set tonight, uh, Michael Jr. Uh, would you like to go to church with me tomorrow? I was like, church? 
got a backup. I ain't going to church. <laughs> Stop being weird, man. Church is for people about to die or something. They on drugs. I've never done drugs. I never drank alcohol. I had NyQuil once. Stuff is crazy. <laughs> so I was like, nah, I'm not going to go. And then 20 minutes later, his fiance asked me the same question, but she was fine. I'm talking about beautiful. And she had some kind of accent too. She was like, Michael Jr., would you like to go to church with us? I was like, yeah, I was just looking for a church. Matter of fact, it's funny you should mention it. So I go to this church for the wrong reasons. It's the Christian Culture Center in Brooklyn, New York. And I go to this church and this dude, A.R. Bernard, is on stage talking about Jesus. But the thing is, is he's just talking. He's not screaming. He's not yelling. He don't got no perm. Dude is just talking about Jesus. No towel. He's not tapping his head. And he did this thing where he did an altar call. He said, if you want Jesus in your life, all you have to do is believe in your heart and confess it your mouth and Jesus is yours. And I really wanted to do it, Jerry. Like, I really wanted to give my life over to him. But I was like, nah, I don't know what this stuff is about. Because there's some creepy Christians out there. Like, there's a lot of creepy Christians. And if you're listening right now and you're saying, I don't know any creepy Christians, it's probably you. You're probably the creepy <laughs> Christian. And you have no idea it's you. But your friends know. And they're yeah. not saying anything. And that's just wrong. So I told myself, no, I'd read the, I need to read the Bible first before I give my life over to Jesus. Because I didn't know if there was a catch. If it's weird, if your voice changed after a certain point, you start, let me tell you about the Lord. Like, I don't know <laughs> what. So I gave myself, I said, you know what? Let me just read this Bible first. I didn't even have a Bible. And this lady at O'Hare Airport hands me a Bible. We never exchanged words. She just handed me a Bible. And then um, I started reading the Bible. I read the copyrights first. I didn't know where. The Bible was made in Grand Rapids, Michigan. I'm like, yo, me too. This is pretty dope. <laughs> So I start reading the Bible and I'm digging into the word. I'm putting in 12, 14 hours a day. It took me 36 days to read the Bible. I finished the Bible and I run up and I remember getting to the part in Matthew where it said Jesus died for me. I didn't know till I was 27 years old that Jesus died for me. I, I literally didn't know until I read it right there in Matthew. Then I turned to Mark and he died again. I'm like, why in the world? And then Luke, I'm like, why are you going back in the garden? Jesus, you know what they're going to do? Like I literally thought he died four times. So then I finish reading the Bible and I go to the altar, go to church, and I run up to the altar pretty much during the announcements. I'm like, is Jesus here now? And now I understand. I used to just think I was funny, but now I understand I'm funny for a reason. Like mm -hmm. there's purpose behind me having this sense of humor. I, I fully understand that and I, and, I, and I get it. And now I'm just hungry to do whatever God wants me to do with this sense of humor. Most times, probably in a way that most people wouldn't do it, but I just want to be able to do what he wants me to do. So... Uh, it's just super, super exciting. And if there's anybody out there who are uh, who needs some more laughs, we have a CD that we sometimes give to people. And so if you go to michaeljr.com slash free CD, we'll send you a, a CD so you can just have some laughs. You got pay for shipping. I'm not paying for your stamp, but it's a free <laughs> CD. You get it, get to listen to it, download it, enjoy it, have some laughs. I think it's pretty cool. Like that's what like God is just giving me more of a generous heart and just a desire to do what he wants me to do. You know, man, that's a great story. That's a great story. I, I I knew that you had a relationship with George Wallace. I didn't know that you'd done that show with him in yeah. Seinfeld. <laughs> yeah, he's amazing. a great dude, man. He's George, George is awesome, man. In fact, in Seinfeld, if you think about it, his best friend name on the show was George. George. Yeah, yep. he named it after George Wallace. Yeah, that's what I found out hanging out with him, cats. So pretty cool. Very cool. Very cool. Well, brother, I appreciate your time today. Really looking forward to Selfie Dad uh, dude, finally awesome. being available. 
And uh, we will put links to your website, put uh, all that information in the show notes. Yo, that is awesome, Jerry. Good stuff, bro. I appreciate you, man. Oh, my, my, is there anything I did not ask you about that you were hoping I would or anything that you'd like to say that we didn't get to? I really would like the people to go ahead and get one of those uh, CDs. That'd be awesome. The big thing is we got so many cool things going on that's teaching people these truths using comedy. The big thing is for people to go to michaeljr.com and get on the list and we're not going to hit you with a whole bunch of crazy stuff. If you open a Michael Jr. email, the first thing you're going to do is laugh. Okay. The second thing you're going to do is learn. And then the third thing you're going to do is, I don't know, because we're making stuff up all the time. And it's super short because I don't like reading a bunch of stuff. So please get on the MichaelJr.com email list and let's just have some fun communicating and laughing about these truths and how awesome God is. Very cool. Very cool. Again, thank you for your time, sir. I appreciate it. Jerry, you're awesome. Finally getting a chance to talk to you and meet you, and best to the family. Have a great Father's Day. Thanks for being awesome, Jerry. You too, man. That was Michael Jr. His movie, Selfie Dad, will be available beginning June the 19th. And in the show notes for this episode, I will have a link to the Selfie Dad movie website and Michael Jr.'s website as well. We did this interview using zoom so there's some video and i hopefully eventually will get around to posting some bonus material video for that just keep checking my youtube channel i'll put a link to that in the show notes as well thanks again for listening to life with jerry williams i hope that you will subscribe to the podcast and if your platform allows it give us a five-star rating a review that will help other people find the podcast coming up next monday another exciting episode of life with jerry williams